Welcome to the Freedom Forgers podcast. I'm Torque Bajato. I'm Pete Ambrosino. And today we're going to talk about cash, money, silver, gold, coin, dollars. I mean, who doesn't like it, right, Pete? Yeah, for sure, man. It's what makes it makes the world go around, right? Absolutely. It makes go around like pretty much anything, but 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 it's changing so fast. I mean, we've talked quite a lot now about it uh before the before the, the podcast the episode at, at. and um it's changing very fast i mean the dollar as the global reserve we we're just talking about how the yuan is going to be probably the next world reserve and it's going to change every card on the table everything is going to be different from the workforce to education in regard to how people start their money it's so much going on but uh I, you know, I'd start just to say how much this is changing. I, I'd go, Pete, if you think that's right, with the currency, with the currency problem, I say, or the inflation. Yeah, everybody you loves know, inflation. Even, let, let, let's go back even a little bit further, because one of the things I just thought about on the pre-show when we were, when we were chatting was, you know, the little, the little move that was made back in the, in the uh, early 70s, late 60s, when they removed the gold standard from the U.S. dollar, and it was kind of a it was kind of a move that just happened, just as a you know I think Nixon came on and he just kind of just said it in such a way that everybody went oh didn't really know what oh, that that's meant. Fine. Okay, that's really yeah, better. yeah, we just take away the gold and then we don't have to worry about the gold anymore, right? And and I don't even think, quite honestly, I don't even think my parents realize the impact of that and what that really meant or what it could mean when you fast forward to 2022 it you before know? well gold standard it meant that you had a limit you couldn't just print how much money you want but now sure. i mean the sky's the limit so <laughs> you can go and you go put bear on the printer and and print out how much cash you want but that doesn't necessarily mean it's a good thing. Actually, it's, it does not. It does not. What happens, what happens when you have unlimited? Yeah, super inflation. <laughs> yeah. How how much See, is it now? Oh my God! Um, I, it's it's over nine percent, right? Yeah, it's getting it's getting upwards. It's getting like almost to ten. That that what was that? We we're saying that like if you had three hundred like grand sitting around every year you're losing a brand new mustang yeah if you if you the compounding effect of that 10 percent right it's the opposite of an investment right it's a it's a devaluation i don't i don't know that i don't know that most really are capturing what's going on other than they're seeing that the the prices of of, of food are going up but you're not feeling the value of the dollar going down. You're saying, okay, it costs more dollars to buy the same amount of food, but is that because food is getting more expensive or is that because my dollar is going down? Right, and you're not earning more. So many jobs, you're not seeing it like raising their wages. So it's you're spending more, but you're not earning more. So in inflation, it's even more hurtful. But not only that, it's that, when you stock your money in your bank account, when you stock money uh, like cash, you're losing a ton of value. You're losing. So the way that we see money is changing radically. Like 50 years back from now, if you had a dollar, it was solid. 
So you had it, it meant something, it was a bank note, so it was actually a note from the bank that you could use, it had a value, but now it's, I wouldn't say it's just paper, but it's pretty darn close. And I think it's, I think it's, it's even further, further than paper. Um, I think, you know, money is an idea, right? It's, it's more about an idea. It's, it's, we're, we are, we have the idea that we give this dollar, this value, and that's really where its power comes from. And you think about the transition of, of fiat currency to a value on Bitcoin. How can you make a digital, you know, and, and you think old school for a moment and what, you know, what our parents could be thinking of, of digital currency, you know, how can there be a value on an electronic footprint or an electron on a code? That's really what it is, right? It's a code, it's a blockchain, but the point is that it's a finite resource. So there is only so much Bitcoin. That's why a lot of That's big players, they're moving towards Bitcoin, Ethereum, yeah. well, mostly Bitcoin and other coins and, and real estate and gold and silver way more than ever before in stocks because there you're actually earning money. At least you're covering inflation. You're not losing cash. You're not losing assets. Well, that's what happens when you have know all your money bank of america you're just gonna lose it and it's happening very fast we're not talking about two three percent per year we're not talking about a 35 years uh forecast we're talking about right now the next two three years it's gonna shift so fast you know when it when we said when i said about that surfing metaphor so that wave that it's building right now many mm -hmm. people in my opinion pete they're acting like you know, when I see the wave, I'm just going to ride on top. But that's too late. Every surfer knows that you ride the wave before the wave is alive, right? So it's too late when you see it. But that's what the majority of people are going to do. And in my opinion, my personal opinion, it's going to end up to just like 29. Just like that 1929 crisis all over again. You, so you, you believe that there's a, there's an actual depression in our, in our future in a way. It's going to be depression, but not like the one we not used like it to. Was. Right. For a reason right. for that's, that's my, my idea in regard. Yeah. 1929 system, the whole banking, economical, financial system was centralized. So yeah. if it's like domino, just, you know, like domino, all the domino pieces in the table. If you flicked one domino piece, all the other pieces were going to go down. But now the system is getting more and more decentralized. So it's like you had several dominoes scattered on the table, but they're not all connected. So maybe one or two lines will go down. So it's not about if the whole system crashes, but are you going to be part of that particular area of the system, which is going to crash? Sure. It's the old adage, you know, or all your eggs in one basket, right? You don't want You don't want that because you don't want them all. If you drop it, you don't want them all cracking at the same time. And that's where, that's where it brings all the confusion today. And, and, you know, nobody has the actual right answer. We don't, I don't have the right answer, but the only answer in my opinion is to be flexible and to be forever learning. Right. Right. To actually identify what those opportunities, because you go back to 1929, greatest fortunes were, that were ever built always always like that it's happening Man. all over again now right now as we speak i think it is i think it is there's tremendous opportunities right now you think about all the businesses that you know the i mean with the baby boomers getting up in age and maybe not having an exit strategy 
you know, their, their business is either going to evaporate or it's going to get, um, you know, somebody's going to scoop up a deal, right? So there's value in owning real estate businesses, a little bit of, you know, cash, and then having, you know, diversify into some type of crypto. I mean, you've got to, you've got to almost be in the game in some way. Yeah. You have to, right? It's like, it's kind of like a safety net anymore. It's like, okay, if countries, if entire countries, who, who is it that, that moved to crypto? Was it Venezuela? Was it Venezuela? Uh, no, it's Salvador. Salvador, They're going right? full in on Bitcoin and crypto, yeah. Full, full in, right? So that's an entire country that already embraced the the idea that a digital footprint can have monetary value, right? And it's a radical change, but you you said it already. It's all about being in the game, and I think that everybody's in the game already. The difference is: are we playing blindfolded? Are we playing mm -hmm. without realizing we're playing? So you are in the game, just go ahead take the blindfold off and, and look at what you're doing. If you have all legs, like you said it already. I think what you said, I mean, we could just close the episode here. It's about having the eggs in the same basket. If you have everything that same particular basket, if that falls, you're losing everything. But again, going back to 1929, 28, you didn't have a choice. You did to a certain degree, but you didn't have as near as the tools that we have today. Today, you can diversify so many ways that it's not impossible that you lose all your wealth. But See, and the, shame about, the shame about what happened back then is that what really pu started pulling it out was the, the war, right? The war put people back to work and got things moving again. Yep. We, don't, we obviously don't want to repeat that. But, you know, it's, it's like, what, what is that next what can we see? What could we predict that's that next step after what we, this bubble kind of fixes itself because there is a bubble. We just don't, nobody just realizes where it is. Right. Yeah. Now. Few people do. It's a huge bubble, but you said it with the war. I mean, words, it may seem something horrific, uh, terrible, uh, bad and ori, but war in yeah. the end, it's, it's a business for many people people in countries it's a business it is There's terrible changing hands in ukraine and russia right now, yeah right? but it's it's i mean what's happening in, in russia and ukraine there each country a lot of countries are getting to test their weapons their tactics their marketing too uh in russia it was fun now again we don't want to get into that territory we don't want to talk about russia versus ukraine and, and whatever mm -hmm. but uh <laughs> You know, I don't know if you, if, if in America, at least in Europe, uh, they've been trying to push a narrative, hear me out, where Russians were like liberating Ukraine, they were the good guys, and Ukraine is bad, and but Russia is pro-democracy and loves people and will do their best, like, like exporting democracy. I know we've heard it before. So Russia tries the same narrative. Now, I'm not saying that Russia is bad, Ukraine is good, or vice versa. But I'm saying that they tried to build an image which nobody believed, especially when you sign an arms deal with a country which gives no right to women like Iran. You just, you know, but going back again to example, yeah, uh, it's just a business. So at times, countries do need a war to sort their business matters out. And, you know, the funny piece, the funny, not the funny piece, but the interesting piece about it is you know, it's really gone on for quite a long time between those two, right? What is, what's fueling the fire right now? What's keeping all those arms deals? Years, huh? 
I, I, for me, I mean, arms deals are, are arms crazy. Deal billions and billions of dollars and years and whatever. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's, 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 huge. it's literally fuel and effect, keeping everybody in, in the game, right? And a so new black that's... market, a new huge black market is growing. Huge. I was in Poland, you know, like before the training. And, and yeah. I was talking to this ex-Special Forces. He went there to do extractions for people. Tough, tough stuff. And uh, he was telling me, man, he wouldn't believe the, the arms deal, the black market and the border between Ukraine and Poland. And then now they're selling javelins and, and launchers to Israel. So it's the whole, all the weapons that they're pushing into Ukraine, shoving into Ukraine territory. The same Ukraine officials, the, the lieutenants, they're selling the weapons back to in a lot of money. So new black market they're building is huge. It's all about the money, once again. It, it's, it's, it's absurd. Follow the money. See, and then, and then that brings us back to where we started. So bring us back to the value of the money that is being traded right now, right? And and that having that 10%, we'll call it 10% inflation. I mean, it's it's kind of like an undercover, undercover number. Everybody feel thinks it's 10%. It's probably greater than that once you start adding up all the ancillary effects. But um just like taxes. You know, it was that it's just like taxes. Just like taxes, right? It's just yeah, a big comment. It's it's also always hidden. And... Yep, always hidden. So you know, th think of the the you know the, the back end devaluation because of printing it. You said you said that crypto is a finite currency. It means there's you can't make any more, right? There's only so many. There's only so ones. much. So it only has so value and. You said it already. Uh, if we look at the history of currency in time, currency started out as a token to say that you had whatever you promised. So like in the very, very early beginnings, they used stones and whatever other tokens they had to prove that they had that a certain number of sheep or wood or rocks or whatever. But then it eventually moved toward gold, and silver and other values and salt like solarium counts for salt so not many people know that but so it was all about the resource there was always a resource underneath the token which right. then grew as a bank to enter the 1500 uh, 1400s with the bank de medici in italy so it grew to what we know today but then from the gold standard to the no standard we need a new standard what's behind the currency in my opinion now what's going to be behind the currency it's not gold it's not a military power, it's people. It's the subjective perception of value that people attach to something, which is gonna build that finite, perfect resource, such as Bitcoin, which is built to be unstoppable. And it's, I'm not, I'm not saying that it will be the future, but it may as well be a big part of it. That's for sure. Whenever I see people panicking, oh no, Bitcoin is gonna go to zero. No, it's not. And if Bitcoin no goes to zero, Trust me, you're going to have bigger problems because BlackRock is investing in Bitcoin. Sure. So it's huge. That game is in the hands of so much bigger players. And, we wouldn't and, realize. And you you touched on, you, you might've touched on this, but that it, it creates the functionality of how it can be used and controlled and how it, you know, how to control that right now. The, the banking system, the government, they have control because they have control of the production of how many dollars get printed, right? Mm -hmm. So now take that away. And now there's a system that exists that 
there's no control of the flow of your cryptocurrency. Nope. No, They're no. scared. That, oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's when China comes in. Remember that's, that. that now it's, it's like a race for countries to get their own cryptocurrency, which nobody right. gives a damn about, but <laughs> nobody you, wants to use. You brought up an interesting piece I hadn't heard of, uh, disappearing money? The expiring money. So yeah, I just sorted out. So in China, uh, now that they're, I've, they're, I have the articles in front of me. I was speak of Google. So the central government of the, of the People's Republic of China, they're pushing for a new digital yuan, which is going to expire. So it has an expiry date. That means that you receive your paycheck, but watch out. You have only 30 days, 60 days, a year, whatever to spend that money. If you don't, it's not like you're going <coughs> to like hide it under your mattress, buy gold yes. with it. You have to spend it. So there is, they just killed any possibility for a certain region, area, or class of people. And this word class, caste, should you know ring some bells. Of people which are never, ever going to be able to either become rich or just you know autonomous. It's not going to be possible for them anymore. And, and what gives them that ability? The platform that that money exists on gives them that control. And if I control how it's, yeah, if I control how it's counted or who has it, I can, I, just as easy as I put it in your account, man, I can pull it right out, can I? Oh, yeah, it's too easy. Just, you know, what happened with Canada with the Trucks yeah, for Freedom? We already talked about that. Talked about that. Bunch oh, of you, episodes. Yeah, you want to go to a protest? Yeah, whatever, do so. And then I'm just going to block your bank account. Take all your GoFundMe money. We'll just tell GoFundMe to just yeah, go go fund away, go fund right. somewhere else, <laughs> and something else, or give it back or whatever. It yeah, was, that's democracy. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you know, it, you, and now now you you talk about the relationship between the military and the business around that, and the black market that's created as a result, right? Well, think of that when if the if the U.S. dollar becomes worthless. Now what's created, and you couple that with the gun laws changing, right? Now what black market, what, what underground market is going to exist to be able to trade value, right? So if I am in this business of producing widgets or whatever that is, what am I going to receive from you? If I give you a widget, what, do you, what, can you, what could you give back to me that is perceived value? What becomes valuable at that point? It's, it's kind of a big breakdown. I think it's going to be information. I think information data is going to be what's more valuable because uh, in the era of information, of digital information and, and connection, the fourth industrial revolution, resources are going to be more and more available. And there is a lot of chit-chat going around, a climate crisis or resources crisis. But I've been speaking with respectable, highly intelligent people, which are telling me the exact opposite. They're saying, no, there is no uh, resources crisis or climate crisis. And I was looking at this article. There's this uh, like team of 1,200 scientists led by this Nobel Prize winner are filing a suit saying that there is no no emergency, uh, climate emergency whatsoever. Uh, and then you have other guys saying, oh no, the, the earth is dying. So it's also hard to understand. And you know what happens that real information gets more precious by the day. Because you mm. have to, okay. no, you know, think about it, Pete. We base okay. our life on info. If I tell you that outside 
is 110 degrees, you're going to go outside in tank top and pretty much nothing else. I mean, you're just going to melt under the sun. Right. But if I tell you it's like 55 or 40, you, you, you're going to cover yourself as Put much as you can. So we base our decisions from the small ones to the big ones on info, on intel, on data. If you can control that data, you have control about pretty much anything in life. So that's what I believe is going to be really valuable over time. And, and you know what? It comes down to, it, it comes down to seeing things for you know, what they really are and seeing you know, those opportunities when, when all of a sudden, you know, it's no, it's no secret. Bad things happen all the time and we have to force ourselves to look for the good because our minds generally will be attracted to what's wrong mm. immediately. Right. So now when this big, you know, whatever this catastrophe can be, if the currency is devalued or if, you know, the, the China, uh, you know, takes over the world, uh, the world currency at, at that point. Right. Okay. So where's the opportunity? What do we, what do you do? Where do you, how do you do, you know, everybody, the, the buzzword is diversify. Well, how do you know the right combination of diversification? How do you know that if you diversify too much, then you spread yourself maybe too thin, you know, what's, the, what is the real answer? Yeah. We got to find that balance. You gotta find the balance and and you know you talk about trade and what you know well if i own a house and i have a room that i can rent out or if i have a spare you know a spare house that you know it, the the real estate piece even though it might go down in value it still has a value of putting shelter over somebody's head right Producing value a, value is the keyword i, I think right. you you got the right keyword value uh, I say it in Warren Buffett words, like when people look for where to invest their money, right. what do they do? They go to the stock market and say, oh, this company is going up. These stocks are going up. These are going down. So this is good. This is bad. And they look at the numbers like there's some magical unicorns wandering around the realms of the market for no reason. You know, some days they're up, some days they're down. I invite everyone to look at the movie Trading Places to watch it again. There is a mm -hmm. particular scene where Oh boy, I do remember the name. Uh, the Eddie Murphy. The name Eddie Murphy. The, yeah, yeah, but the name of the character he plays. Oh, the movie. It's what a shame. Me not remembering that name. I'm just gonna get off the podcast right now. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I will look it up for you right away. Man. You know, I can't. I I really can't. Oh, let's see, Timothy Harris. Oh, the cringe. Who was that? Bill Ray Valentine, you know, I, I used Ray to impersonate Valentine. that like at parties here. It's, I, I love that guy. So the moment where Bill Ray Valentine, they say, oh no, we, we got to sell. We, you had um, uh, the, the two Dukes, they were saying, oh, we got to sell. We got to sell now because the orange juice is going down. He said, no, no, hold on. Just think about it. So people are going to scare, going to shit in their pants that, oh, it's going down. So they're going to sell, sell. So hold on, but it's Sunday morning. So they're actually going to buy more. And he does all that reasoning in which he doesn't look at the numbers. He looks at the behavioral pattern of the consumer. And that's when he nails it. So what Warren Buffett says that when you go to the market, just, just to give a quick example of how I approach personally by diversification, when you look at the market, don't, don't look at the numbers. Don't look, just like when you go real estate, don't look at the value, like just the price you pay for it. But what does it mean in the market? 
like in real estate would be uh is this a good area is it gonna grow over time are people gonna move in in the market stock market is is this company gonna grow like tesla yes of course it went down from like fifteen thousand to no i don't remember the numbers but it like went down pretty much but its value is still higher than huge parts of the departments of energy so we're talking about a behemoth a giant so yeah maybe it's going down but it's not going to go to zero or like apple because we have right. to imagine the impact on society if that goes so bad well something else happens so do you know what gives tesla the most value i mean it's the it's the most valued car company in the world right now do you know yeah. do you know what actually gives it its value not its sales and not the value of the cars well, where do you spend their money? Because I, I looked, there was like an RD on their deck. Yeah, it's in the future. It's in the future, um, the future value of the company. It has nothing to do with current performance or, you know, the amount of factories or yeah, anything. The forecast all is speculation is all that is. That's what gives it its value because of its potential and what it's going to eventually turn into, right? That's, that's the perceived behavioral change and think of the behaviors that were, you know, hey, if our gas prices are going up, we have a tendency, well, you know what, maybe we should look at some other some other way of getting around. Like, how about a bicycle, right? But we're certainly not going to bring back the pager and start paging people, right? Not with cell phones today. So that'd be a bad investment. <laughs> yeah, that would be bad. But you know, also <laughs> loss, the loss they're pushing to actually just make legal vehicles, which use gas and diesel. So it's a of course, electrical vehicle EVs are going to be much, are going to play a much bigger role. Now, we didn't still address the problem of how do we dispose the huge, big ass batteries? We didn't that solve that. <laughs> we didn't solve that. And we didn't solve the fact that you don't have, a, for me personally, a big humming engine on top, like in front of you. It's. Oh, yeah, you can't change I know. I, I know it's. I know it's not that good for the environment, so I do understand that. But again, there is much more work to do regarding. Yeah, there's no question about it. <laughs> I mean, you know, and even even come down from the electric vehicle to you know call it you know Apple's AirPods for God's sake, mm -hmm. the, the little recharging. Oh yes, yeah, same problem. It's the same problem. It's like they're they're not fixing them; they're throwing them away, and it's causing a uh, a disposal issue. So the idea is to say, okay, where where's everybody? What are they feeling right now? What's changing? How is, um, uh, the, the, where are people putting value the most on? And we saw it when um, the great resignation, right? Everybody's, everybody now feels how amazing it is to have more personal time if I can work out of my home office. I don't have to yeah. commute anymore, right? I mean, I was just on, I, I was just on a, uh, um, a Zoom with a, uh, uh, this woman has this uh, virtual assistant agency. And she's changing the lives of the people in the Philippines because if they've got an eight to five job, most of them have to get up at four o'clock in the morning to fight the traffic, to get to work on time, totally exhausted, sweating from sitting on a train, you know, nose to nose. And then they get home from their, they leave at five, five thirty, and then to get home at nine, do the same thing in reverse. So now if they can work from their home office, they get a life. It's a huge, major change. Huge. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, uh, the, the society's waking up and then you and I talked about, okay, what are our schools teaching our kids right now? Are they teaching them, you know, 1980s 
industrial job mentality. Yeah, yeah even of. worse. Even worse. worse. They're teaching, right. like I said, they're teaching digital marketing. Well, but what's your people what's the, which were learning digital marketing in 2016, right. now they have no clue. No, sorry. No, no, no. That, that's the point. It's not that they don't have a clue. They do have a clue. Oh, no. They know what they're doing. They have a diploma. They have a laureate. They, they're PhDs, whatever, of things right. which are obsolete the day they came out of school. Because those schools, the majority of them, they didn't teach how to use or how to understand the marketing, the digital marketing. No, no, no. They were right. teaching how to use CEO and Google. So when you come out, like there is no more. You, you just want yeah, to use a tool, not how to point. build them. One of the only things that absolutely could be changing with the times is, is let's just say, you know, engineering, for example, you know, the math is still the same, but conceptually the application of it is changing every day, right? You, you add in AI and, and all of that speed and so forth. Well, that would, that would make sense that engineering or, you know, graphics, graphics design and that creativity space but man, prepping, getting kids ready for real life and being a productive member of society, there's there's not none of that's going on right now. No, no. I mean, we oh yeah, that's 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 a tough button right there. We know, we know that the kids, young men and women are not being taught what they need. And here right. here is, you know, I you know I said it before, I wanted to use this phrase in the episode. And I think it really sums up the whole concept we're trying to say today. Uh, it is a, a phrase by Alvin Toffler, and he said that the literate of the 21st century will not be those who cannot read or write, but those who cannot learn, unlearn, and relearn. And mm. that is what I think is going on right now, that a lot of people are learning, or they have learned to read a lot of things, but they identify with whatever they know, so they can't unlearn. And you're going to get stuck in the past while the world moves forward. They're, they're playing a losing game. While people which know less, but like people immigrating from Asia, which are coming in mass, hungry for development and, and yep. to learn, they're yep. eating the Western competition alive. It's no course given and they, they just, they're just winning. No, it's true. And, and, and it's because they, they see what our kids don't see in the, in this country right now. Um, they are, they, they see that we have more opportunity, more opportunities than most, you know, even, even with all the, all the, you know, internal conflict that's going on right now. Yeah, it's bad. You know, no, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a big shift in, in, uh, in, in everybody's emotions and productivity and, general feeling of the country right now but you know we're still blessed to be in the greatest country in the world and it's teaching our kids how to be flexible and how to step back and say oh let me observe what the heck is going on right now and let me see where what i have to relearn to your point how do i take and, and categorize that knowledge as oh okay this knowledge is outdated. I need to park that and not use that anymore. Here's where we need to go. And here's what we need to, you know, be able to relearn and add value in this space. Because like I said, getting in the pager business wouldn't be a wise idea right now. No, no. But I think the problem, Pete, is that for many people, like I said before, they identify with their knowledge. Because 
I mean, look oh, at me. Oh, yeah. He spent five years learning this yeah. stuff, studying eight hours a day. Oh, he wanted, yeah, he wanted the highest degrees and and the yeah. uh, cum laude, cum laude, right. whatever it was. It uh, they wanted to have to learn anymore, man. I yeah, know and I don't have to learn anymore. And I spent I five years or more and tens of thousands of dollars. And now yeah. you come here with your smiling face and you tell me it's all for nothing. No, <laughs> no. I mean, I get that. And that's why, personally, I believe that colleges, universities, the ways that they're built today, they're, they're not fit for this century. They have to change. They have to be modular. They have to be convertible. Some of it's it's not going to work. Some of it still applies. I mean, like I said, you can pull, you still pull an engineer out. And, oh, yeah. And, engineer, uh, nurse, you know, medic. Yeah. Uh, you know, but, but even though you, you can pull an engineer out of college, but they really don't have any real world experience that they need to gain right they've got thinking and the concept conceptually they understand what they're doing and you know but throw them in a work environment with and creating a work product that's a whole different game they got to learn that and, and put their time in and cut their teeth why not why not allow students to do that too and say hey you know we're going to teach you what we know that's good for you know year 2022 but guess what's happening in the next five years what you learn now is now obsolete. How fast is technology moving ahead of what you learned in 2022? That's why they should teach how to how to learn and not just learn something and put it in your backpack and leave it there. You should put it in your backpack. You yep. should use it. Uh, it has to be different. Uh, going back to diversify. For people, a lot of people are, are saying, oh, so the next big thing is Bitcoin. Oh, no, no, it's Ethereum. Oh, no, no, it's Dogecoin. Oh, no, no, it's your mother's coin. They're <laughs> building new coins every day. And everybody's like, oh, no, this is the new hype. Or it's real estate. Or it's Apple. Whatever. For me, what I'd say is that economy is people-driven. It's not numbers-driven. Many people say, no, no, it's all about the numbers. Yeah, but the numbers are dead without the people. Mm -hmm. People are what moves the numbers. So go to the people and look at them and say, and, and try to shoot a forecast and say, where are the people going to invest and buy and live on in the next five, 10 years? Are they going to use Apple products? Probably yes. Are they going to use Amazon? Of course. Are you going to use Tesla's? Probably even more than, than today. So that's where my money is going to. I don't care if, I don't know, uh, new amazing company.com has an amazing forecast. If I don't know it and I don't know what its value is, either I'm an expert, either I speculate or I'm a trader, I'm not going to invest into it just because it's you the know, next big thing. Now that you just said that, you know, it, with with the Amazon and the the eBay and you know all the, the way that we changed shopping, right? Online shopping has just completely blown up. It's created another problem that people are creating businesses around and that's the returns. Do you know the return market and the little micro businesses that are popping up, just handling and reselling the things that they're getting returned to these companies that they don't even want to resell? It's, you know, talk about getting creative. Who saw that coming? Oh no, it's right? crazy. Or about yeah, the the publishers. How was they? Not white publishing. I don't remember. Private label something. It wasn't private label, but people putting. Together pieces of books and creating new books. Like it's, it's a scam, actually, mostly. Oh, okay. But it's huge. Okay. It's, it's getting a lot of traction because people are getting, you know, those get quick, rich schemes and 
yeah, like you said, it, whenever you have a giant, it detractions a lot of things which you would never expect. It's looking for a problem to solve. And, yeah. And you you nailed it when you said, "What are you going to do with the big ass batteries that when they when they expire, they're no 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 good anymore coming out of an electric car?" No, it's going to now. Be bad. Somebody comes up with, and I'm sure they're working on it right now. But somebody comes so. up with solution to you know refit it or give it another life lifespan or you know stick it in a forklift because it now can instead of powering a car it can power a forklift in short periods of time you know who knows um you know that's where i mean it's it's kind of a perpetual problem but you know is it is it the green alternative well it could be could be you know until they expire they trash them into a huge mountain yeah you know and and then and then there's also companies that are pushing for zero waste right so if you make the battery you also need to make the solution for its disposal when it's gone you know yeah so there, there's a level of responsibility there for sure you know and see that's where that's where both sides of the aisle most of us can have a conversation about stuff like this it's it's the mechanics of how to make it all work and that's what drives that's what drives uh, drives the, uh, the the conversation because uh, most want to force that narrative down down someone else's throat you know and it's just not it's not the right way to do it no no whenever I, that happens I, I don't think it just works when you try to push narrative into someone it's it's like you know when you have a kid okay like a small kid and you have a good story you don't have to push it down you don't have to force it if it's a good story and it's well approved and you don't have to force it but when you try something like bad you, that that's that's when you have to push it so hard like when you said it, i know we're not gonna get into it it's easy to but we're not it's gun control when you when you you mentioned gun control earlier whatever right. is happening that enrages me for real because i know that they have the solution um rudy giuliani he's done it already right he had the huge problem of crime in new york city he solved it and he it didn't gone. Yeah, I mean, he, he didn't touch a single gun law. He didn't. And he yeah. solved it. So we know how to do it. But still, we have politicians going around, oh, no, guns are bad. So we have to take them out. No, it's, it's not like that. I, I, got, I got one thing to say about gun control. I said, it's interesting how the whole hijacking problem of hijacking aircraft is now non-existent anymore. Why is it non-existent? nobody knows who has the gun on the plane oh yeah remember you told me right yep nobody knows problem solved nobody's standing up and hijacking a plane anymore you haven't heard of one since 9-11 have you that works very well me it's, yes, it's yeah we could talk about you know the same <laughs> gun-free zones i know i know we can talk about gun i know you oh, want to God. talk about gun free i know it's it's like it's like so you know i know that you don't <laughs> oh my god but uh, we'll, we promise we'll restrain for today and keep it <laughs> keep focus on money in the monetary system because that's the other that's the other piece it's like you know what if there's a problem it's okay that the problem exists it's what's going to stretch us and grow us it's what you know and and teaching kids it's, how, to, how to be problem solvers yeah it's like it's fun it's like okay now we got a challenge now how do we solve this you know how do we solve the hunger issue how do we solve the supply chain issue how do we solve the you know recycled battery issue it's like you know that that is you know it's something to be excited about you know sure some things bad things are going to happen all the time but 
what, what can we get excited about being in this amazing time in history? That's what, that's where I like to go with. It's a huge time where we can make a huge difference. And, sure. you know, speaking again about weapons in general, they are value too. When I said about thinking next five, 10 years, what is going to have value? I'm not just talking about peaceful, nice times. Then mm. that's when the prepper me comes out. But uh, <laughs> we, I think everybody, even the most numb and, and, and sleepy men out there knows that we are in a certain times. And it's very easy for a small thing to go wrong. A US solitary jet going into China for mistake, like over DMZ or whatever, or mm. something else with Ukraine. It's very easy or civil war, who knows? It's very easy. There's so many ways that the world could collapse right now. And if that does, do you have that kind of value? Because nobody's going to give a damn about your stock index or whatever, or, you, or whatever you yeah. have. But yep. silver, gold, and that is like disaster aside, silver and gold, we invest heavily in gold and silver, like physical, we hold it. And yep. um, that's just useful. That's just useful for us because you never know. You never know. You, you, didn't, you don't know what's going to happen. Uh, and the same goes with, you know, you may have farms, you may have um, any kind of value which is useful over time. Even if something doesn't happen, gold and silver, it's at least going to protect you against inflation. You know, and then there's a there's a community value in that, too, because let's just say that I don't I, I don't really I, I'm not a, a gold and silver guy. Right. Um, and, and you are. But you're you're in my neighborhood and. You know, we're both trying to go and negotiate and buy, you know, Susie's tomatoes so we can have a salad tonight. Right. So how do you come together as a community and kind of figure out, OK, well, our money is worth worth nothing now. So I can't give you a dollar for a or you know, two bucks for a tomato. Right. How do we figure this out? Right. So, you know, you can trade services, you can go back to the old barter system and so forth and so on. But, you know, it's. It's like, are, you know, can we live without currency? Sure. You know, they prove that at what it was that Burning Man every year, right? The, yep. In the in the right, <laughs> you're not allowed to change. No money's allowed to change hands, right? So you have it forces them to get creative in a in a scenario where money doesn't exist. So you know, not only is there, I mean, there's a lot of learning, and a lot of people had doing a lot of crazy stuff at Burning Man. No yeah, question about it. But, you know, I mean, it, it would be, we've never, we've never, have you ever visited Burning Man? No, 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 never. <laughs> Did you ever see some of the, I mean, it's I crazy. know that it's crazy. My sister, it's she's crazy. been talking about me, uh, about that with me and uh, yeah, it looks crazy. But yeah, that's the point. When you don't have a currency uh, right. where everybody agrees upon, you need resources, you need all the kinds of values, you need services, you need things that you can trade. Like, hey, you give me a cell, like fix your roof. Or I can, I have this nice snub revolver <laughs> sitting lying around. Yeah, well, that's, um, yeah. I mean, but that's, that's value. Useful things. Right. Yep. And it's the yep. same now. What Bitcoin has that the dollar doesn't have for me is trust. People don't trust anymore. Mm, that's dollars, a great point. They don't trust Uncle Sam back because they've been burned before too many times. And they don't trust the community. Because what's the community behind the dollar? It's the government. And it's sad to say, it's very sad to say, but a lot of people don't trust the government anymore. So yeah. by, you know, by fact, they don't trust the dollar. But Bitcoin, even though it's big, huge and anonymous, 
I have this vibe, this feeling that people feel like they're part of a big family, like a big community of people mm. which, you know, we're changing the world. They trust, Bitcoiners <laughs> trust each other. Right. So it's, it's a level of bond which few currencies have ever achieved. Yeah, that's true. And, and, and it's, it's, it's a matter of embracing, you know, out with the old in with the new, how do we, how do we adjust based on, you know, technology changing, goods and services changing, who owns the real estate is changing, who owns the gold and silver is changing. Um, but what, what makes the economy is the movement of those goods and services, right? That's what, that's what drives it. It's the, it's the supply and demand. And it's how to keep your head above water, how to prevent your family from going hungry or, you know, lack of shelter or, uh, you know, lack of the ability to grow. I mean, that's, that's a big, that's a big component and it's not being taught in the schools. It's just not, it's like life skills, man. When, when you, you know, take the, take the, the mindset of, of, uh, you know, John Q entrepreneur, you know, the average entrepreneur, and the guy's fallen on his face a hundred times. He's just learned the skill to pick himself up 101 and dust himself off and say, no, you know what? There's no failure. It's I learned and here's what I learned. So I won't do that again. Right. Um, so it's I mean, all about a, those life skills, just like you said, man. about those real life skills. So a lot of people now, a lot of, well, a considerable part or of the new generation is going to be what I've seen that on social media, they call them snowflakes. I, I'm yes. sure you heard about them. Oh my goodness. And I am not those people, those people, is there a reason for anger for many other people, but for me, they're like, it's sad. Because I know that these guys and gals, they're suffering. They're suffering because they're leaving oh, a place. Yeah, yeah, they're sure. leaving somewhere in their head in a place which is not reality. And every day they wake up, in, in their mind, the world should be something which is not. And they don't have a grip on reality. But that, that virus, that real I'll virus, go, it's, it's I'll go growing. Another level. I'll go another level deeper for you. It, it may not be a reality thing it can be what's most important to them because they're i don't want to say conditioned but what they learned was that the most important thing was the way they feel and if you affect the way i feel well now i'm just gonna then with us the term snowflake right so it's just gonna, just gonna melt right so you know, there's a value in you hurting my feelings. It's, it's kind of to jolt me and say, oh, wait a minute. Maybe I don't want to do that. Maybe I need to change directions. So there was a value in you making me upset and, and so forth. So, I mean, it, it's just, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, um, it, it's, it's a sticky, it's a sticky path. You know, it's about what's very, important. Very sticky one. I said it before, I'm going to say it again. Economies, people driven. If you have an economy which is based upon people who are not willing to work, who are mm. not willing to do anything extraordinary, excellent, fantastic, right. they're, they, they're not willing to put in the hours, your economy is going to crash very fast. Yeah. And when, you, when you're against economies which are like China yeah. or India, when they work like 
I mean, it's it's oh, crazy. They, it's crazy when they you see it. Next to each other, there's oh, no question. It's, and there is no competition, no competition. No, yep, work ethic is huge. No, that's it, it's true, man. Because you know what, the 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 if you if the snowflake or the the people that don't want to work and so forth, the the real challenge is they don't want to contribute to the lives of others. That's the real driving thing. It's hey, I want to make your life better in some way. That doesn't exist. It's yeah, it's, it's very it's very hard because they've been taught probably what I think is that they're not evil. They've been taught that oh your society matters more than you. So actually I've I've come to know that many of these guys and girls they're highly intelligent people, which they have this contorted view of life in which oh no they told me that like I matter less in society. This is wrong. I they they they're broken. They're broken and trying to find something or someone to fix them. And yeah. in my opinion, I'm not saying that we should work like they. Indian or Chinese uh, workforce, the majority of it, because I've been right. there. I've seen those people. Are they happy? No, no, they're not. No, they don't have a life. No, it's it's not, it's unfair. It's modern slavery at its True. worst. What I think is that we can find a balance. We can find a balance between having a yeah, beautiful life and, That's for darn sure. and working smart, not hard. It doesn't mean you don't work much, but it's yeah. about brain cells, not the muscle cells you use. Uh, you need both, but I mean, a gun is going to win over a fist 10 times out of 10. Yep, so it, all it's all about being intelligent, not just brutal, you know, putting in those work hours. You need, mo you need both, but there's a sense you of humbleness. I mean. There's a sense of humbleness that needs to be there too. You know, exactly. think of taking, you know, we're talking, let's just say we have a PhD on the show, right? And the PhD is, you know, they, they've got this, this this ego thing that man I've got a PhD how could these you know Pete this you know just went to high school kind of guy you know what 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 could he teach me right but it's not it's not the case it's we need to be students of life and that's and that's where we, we we've we've got to retrain and help be part of the solution around saying hey okay here's what's coming we're in we're in a, a, a bad financial uh climate right now because things are expensive and our dollar is worth worth nothing right now so how do we how do we adapt and overcome that's the question you you know Pete, i i think we can close the episode exactly on the last thing you said uh, i know you mentioned it before in another episode but i really like it uh, being students of life that's yeah, the best advice one can get in finance here in the economy it's the same thing go yeah. out and study if internet has done one thing is that from your couch you can access an amount of information which is unthinkable you can learn so much i mean we, we i'm it's i'm not like discovering hot water again but uh it's it's real i know them a lot of people not most but a lot of people they use it to uh yeah i was reading about that today the traffic that you know you know what's the percentage of traffic of internet about cats, like kitties, and fifteen percent, fifteen percent of the whole traffic of internet, it's cats and kitties. Oh my god! I'll let this sink in for a minute. Oh my god, that's unbelievable. So that means that internet can be used for great things and for terrible things. So I'm not saying the kid is terrible. We have four cats. We love them, but. Point, my point, I know, you know where I want to go. My point is that we can use it 
to learn so much. And in this specific, like for this specific matter, we need to use it to learn, to understand, hold on, where's the economy shifting? What is going on? What is happening? Where can I put my money into? Do I leave it all in Bank of America and uh, sure. Goldman Sachs? No, no, I have to move it around. I have to, you know, put some maybe in crypto. See how it goes. Maybe not all of it. I'm not going to go full in and then go crazy about it and check it every five minutes. Then I'm going to see, do I have like the availability for real estate? Or I have to think smart. Yep. No other way you know what? It's, it's about, and it's about surrounding yourself with people that are making good decisions, right? Because we're the sum total of the five people that we hang around, hang the most with, right? I mean, but, but in the same token, to your point about information, say that, like, you know what, I'm not a car mechanic by any stretch of the imagination. I got a pretty awesome set of tools, but no way would I consider myself a mechanic. But I know I looked, Dude, I looked on YouTube. And I, I saved myself almost 800 bucks by looking up a YouTube video on how to change out this sensor <laughs> in my wife's air conditioner thing. I would have never tackled that without looking at about four or five videos, right? And it, so again, we, it's about people. Somebody yeah. made that video. So it's like you somebody, said, about the right people. Somebody added value and showed people, hey, this is a common problem in this truck and whatever. So it it's great. I think it's it's a it's it's a matter of perspective, man. Absolutely. It's a matter of perspective. Having again, having the right people, uh, go around and go to your friend which has the best knowledge in investing. You you and talk to him. See how it goes. See what he says. Maybe you learn something. Maybe maybe you don't. But you have to move. The only thing one should never do is to just stay idle and wait. That's right. Because at the best, uh, the inflation is going to kill you. At the very best. At the worst, oh, well, nightmares don't have an end. So <laughs> I'm not going to talk about that. But, uh, well, it's not all about, you, you know, what you lose. Yeah, you can't pretend it's not there. It's just, you know, it's there. The dragon yeah. is right there. Either right. you fight it or you ride it, but you have to do something about it. You can just stare and wait. It's going to eat your life. Let's see. Let's see what everybody else does first instead of being part of the solution. Yeah, right. But That's there's dragons for everybody. So, <laughs> <laughs> so and there is so, so many opportunities. So it's not about just what you're losing, but what you, what you may lose, the opportunities that you're not, you know, the trains you're missing. That that's a big part. So we got to go for it. Yes, sir. Definitely. Well, that's and that's that's what we that's why we're here. That's why we're you know I, I feel every time we get on together, man, I feel like we're part of the solution, getting our message out. So yeah, yeah, I do, I do believe so. And building that trust and um, it's it's great to uh, it's great to share it with you too. Yeah, and I know we're gonna the next. Well, who knows when, but we're going to get somebody interesting in this topic on the podcast, I'm sure. Oh, soon. Yeah, for sure. Coming soon. soon. Coming soon. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. Pete, again, uh, it's always a pleasure to, to do it. So I'll talk to you very soon. Good interviews are coming up. Well, we're not going to do spoilers. So I think that's it for today. I'm checking out and uh, everybody have a wonderful day, night, evening, whatever. See you soon.